Hello, and welcome back to your favorite Vin Diesel movie podcast, where we answer the one question that's on your mind, that's on my mind, that's on everyone's mind. Is this movie better or worse than Vin Diesel's 2005 seminal masterpiece? I am your host, Luke. Hey, what's the name of the podcast and the the masterpiece? Uh, the name of this podcast is No Highway Option, and the name of that masterpiece is The Pacifier. There you go. <laughs> so, we're still ironing out the hosting bit. Um, <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Luke, and I... Oof, sports, sports that I am good at. Um, man. I played... JV baseball in 11th grade. Um, I don't know if we were really good, but there were like two or three of us that came back to it after a couple of years, and we were kind of like the uh, the amateur bit comedians for the team on the bus rides. You always need them. <laughs> I was going to say, that's further than I've gotten with any sport. I mean, uh, my name's Connor J. Burke. I'm the other host. I swam a little in high school doing like summer league stuff, and then they were then my parents were like, you got to choose swim team or theater camp. I'm like, you know what I'm choosing. <laughs> and, uh, but I am good at badminton. All right. That's yeah, just a fun sport nice. that I like to do. And we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? So, hey, uh, my name is Ben. I am a co-host on I Drink Your Podcast, which is a podcast about movies from 2007. And the sport I'm good at is actually golf. So I'm very excited to be here to talk about this movie. <laughs> All right. Perfect. This worked out perfectly. Yeah. And that movie, in case you haven't guessed it yet, is Happy Gilmore. It's a movie we watched this week. So, mm-hmm. given to us by given to us by last week's guest, Ethan Crystal. Thank you, Ethan. And over on the Instagram coming attractions game, the newly rebranded Disney College Podcast and Nick Cherry were the ones who guessed it correctly. If you follow us over on our Instagram at Noah Highway Pod, the first Sunday of every month. You get a series of images in our story for 24 hours. That's the coming attractions game. Guess the movie that the image represents, and you get a shout-out on the show, just like this. All right, now back to the happiest of Gilmores. I'm sure Happy Gilmore is happier than the Gilmore Girls. Now, are they supposed to be related? Has there ever been an Easter egg thing with that? I don't know. Enjoy the episode. Right on. Uh, and it's, uh, it's still not dodgeball. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm editing that out completely or not (laughs) well yeah this is this is kind of a popular one do you guys have a history with this movie i mean this was a i watched it at scout camp in middle school movie and then it always was just like in the public consciousness for me like of the like you know you can't make this putt jackass and like (laughs) just shooter mcgavin's face in general uh and then i watched it five minutes ago so Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one came out when I was in middle school, so it was aimed right at my demographic at the time. You, As a golfer, you can't really go on a golf course without hearing someone quote this or Caddyshack, so <laughs> uh, quotes are constantly flowing from this movie on the golf course. Right on. I'm much in the same camp. I'm a big Sandler fan, um, so I, I love this one throughout my childhood. <laughs> You guys want to bust into the beat-by-beat analysis? Sure thing, yeah. All right. So our movie opens. Uh, Connor, do you have any uh, studio notes? No Happy Madison (laughs) logo felt weird because I knew it was an Adam Sandler movie, even though I know it's the beginning. 
Yeah. Right. It just, it, there was an absence. Yeah. Throwing up that golfer though, wouldn't have made a lot of sense going into happy Gilmore. Like Very it true. would have been like, well, where'd that come from? <laughs> who's who's what's that? Yeah. And putting something called happy in the front of it. It's just like, wow, they're putting all the eggs in the happy <laughs> basket. Huh? Also, yep. <laughs> happy basket sounds disgusting. I don't know what it is, but it sounds gross. Not <laughs> something you want. We uh, we bust right into a a montage of our main character's life up to this point. Our main character's name is Happy Gil- Gilmore, played by Adam Sandler. Um, he is a big hockey fan. Um, his his dad was a big hockey fan. His mom was not. Uh, so she moved to Egypt because there's no, there's hockey, no hockey in yeah. Egypt. <laughs> well, they said no hockey within 1,500 miles. So I'm like, well, what is 1,500 miles from Egypt? It, that's Russia. That's, so that's <laughs> so I was like, that's actually a pretty good that. joke. <laughs> yeah. Like it's yeah. funny, but then it's also a little smart. <laughs> chalk yeah. him up, chalk him up for Sandman. Happy loves uh, he loves hockey, but he cannot skate. It continues to be uh, an ongoing thing with his his attempts to join teams and uh, I'm kind of not wanting him around. He holds the the record for uh, being the only one to try to stab someone with his skate, and he keeps trying out every year for. Uh, does anybody know if that's a real uh, like a minor league hockey or was that just? I didn't catch the team at all. Okay. <laughs> also, yeah, I didn't uh, Happy's dad dies via slap shot. Yes. Yeah. What was what was with that? Because at one point they're like up in the stands, and then all of a sudden he's right yeah. behind the goal. Yeah, with his camera. It's that whole thing's weird because you think it's like gonna do something with this is why he's not great at hockey because like it's trauma. It's something emotional, mm-hmm. but instead it's just like, yeah, that's why I'm angry. But I'm nice to people after I get mad at them. <laughs> yeah. And then they use the effect of the shattered mm-hmm. camera glass. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if the, if the puck hit the unless camera, it went, how did the dad die? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's my headcanon, that it went right one through to the other side. <laughs> Happy has not become a successful hockey player uh so we get a string of different jobs he worked um, and he humps everything yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. some of them are our helpful tools that will come back to to, to get us later that we uh we didn't really expect kind of just one yeah yeah just the one no. just the construction <laughs> one where he shoots a nail gun into his boss's forehead <laughs> yep i remember that for later and then we, we circle up on present day, and we are back at more hockey tryouts. And uh, Happy is, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's doing what he does, which is uh, fighting people, mostly. Not fighting playing the coaches. Very much hockey. Yeah. At what, yeah. At, at what point, if you can't skate, do you give up on your dream? <laughs> like, skating is not just something that's going to come to him later in right. life. Yeah. But, like, his slap shot is so good that I guess it... I guess that's what's pushing him. <laughs> yeah, but where did that sl- that slap shot he did in practice? Like, where was he aiming that it like went up to the stands where the coaches were standing? Like, there was no goal anywhere near there. He's like Fulton the Reed from the Mighty Ducks. Like, he's on net one out of five times, yeah, maybe. No, that's that's a good point. It's yeah. just sheer raw power. <laughs> if uh, if hockey had like a kicker, yep. he'd be the equivalent of yeah, that. There you mm. go. 
Apparently, according to IMDb trivia, in real life, Adam Sandler is terrible at both hockey and golf. So maybe <laughs> that was just a real thing he did. Yeah. You could see that he couldn't skate for real. Like, mm-hmm. he, He'd been falling down. Right. Happy doesn't make the team. The coaches, uh, they, they joke about it because uh, they've seen Happy at every... I wanted to say audition every tryout for years. <laughs> for the past um, 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they tell him better luck next year. He does his trademark move of punching the coach. And then we uh, we go to his his sad guy apartment. It's just, it's one of the one of the Adam Sandler movies where he's he's schlubby guy who lives in schlubby apartment and is in a not satisfying relationship. Yeah, there's really only two Adam Sandler movies there. He's the poor, schlubby guy, or he's the really rich guy. And it kind of goes with his Hollywood trajectory of being the new guy and then the establishment. Although, Hubie Halloween, Mm -hmm. he kind of goes back to being... Yeah, he's pretty schlubby in Pixels, too. Even in... He's schlubby, but he's pretty rich in Pixels, from what I remember. Is he? I thought he worked for, like, a a cable company. Oh, that's right. That's not his house. That's, um... Lady's house. That's big and fancy. Yep. But like, he's also friends with the president, so that's kind of, it's kind of high class. Yeah, it's kind of high. He's got some clout. I did yeah. Skip pixels. I'll be honest. I don't know why I watched it, but I did. <laughs> Adam Sandler is dating a. Uh, she's a preschool teacher. Uh, she is kind of fed up for like all the same reasons that we've listed here. Um, she says everything but like, when are you going to give up on this? Because you you can't skate. It's not going to come to you this late in life. And then they have uh, they have a fight through the intercom. <laughs> yeah, I I yeah. love the fight. Oh my god! Yeah, and just tell, yeah, telling her her kids' finger paintings yep. suck. Yeah. Like <laughs> the ultimate burn you can do on a kindergarten teacher. He's cu- and then he's trying to win her back by like singing into the intercom and licking it. <laughs> And it just comes to kids listening, then, like, everyone's gathered around confused. Did you guys see that guy on the bike spike the lens? Oh, no. Yeah, man, he Uh. rolled right into frame and was looking dead center the whole time. (laughs) That's great. Um, So then the Asian lady comes upstairs and they hook up. Right. It's revealed the next morning. (laughs) What a pickup move, though. Like, does that work? Just singing out? <laughs> I, I've never, I've never had one of those apartment intercoms. I've, like, does that I've never just... had a button dealy either. Hmm. I mean, I could try it, like, out on my balcony, but I don't think that'll work. Uh, being the <laughs> delivery guy on the other side, I can say that I'm never, like, razzed enough to come upstairs. Has that happened? Has someone sung <laughs> no, to you? No, uh, so fair. <laughs> Usually it's either, like, okay, and then they buzz the door, or, like... You're like, no, I'm not opening the door. Uh, never any licking. Um, to my knowledge. They could be quiet licking. We didn't mention earlier that after both of ha- after Happy's dad dies, he goes to live with his grandmother. Uh, oh, yeah, that's important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who is who is the old woman that Jerry Seinfeld stole the marble rye from and mugged her on the street in the Seinfeld oh, wow. episode? That's... Yeah. Did not realize that. She also, she's also uh, Thelma in Inspector Gadget. Ah. Hmm. I don't have anything else from her. Yeah, no. I'd, she's in, she's in a good amount of stuff in like the 90s and 2000s. Uh she's in Stranger Than Fiction. Ah, who is she uh, in Stranger Than Fiction? Wait. It's a different Stranger Than Fiction. 
I was going to say. It's a life spirals out of control when four friends cover up a murder, stranger than fiction. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Not charming Will Ferrell. Peak Will Ferrell. Um, love it. So, Happy goes to see his grandmother, who we just previously mentioned, um, and the bank is taking her house and all of her possessions. Not the bank, the, the federal IMS. government. <laughs> yeah, because she yeah. has not paid taxes for 10 years and owes $270,000, and her excuse is, I don't have money. <laughs> yeah. Right. And if she's not making money, what taxes does she owe to the federal government? That's also true. Right. I also laughed at the amount of $270,000. It's a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just enough to get her house taken yeah. away. Just enough for SNL writer Robert Smigel to take everything and try yeah. to be nice about it. Was mm-hmm. one of those guys Will Sasso? Or no? Yes, Will Sasso was, okay. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that also, like, I couldn't focus for that entire scene because I'm like, that's is that him? I think that's him. There's so much hair, though. Is he bust out an impression? <laughs> There's more hair than usual. Yeah. He was... I think that he slimmed down some, too, from then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, he totally has. Someone we don't see enough of. He's good. Days. Yeah. He, uh, Adam Sandler tries... Or, uh, Happy tries everything to, to save the possessions, to save the house. Uh, even telling the IRS people that she's old. Over and over again. Uh, it doesn't seem to work. So he has to take his grandmother to a retirement home mm-hmm. where we Ben Stiller is is just playing the guy from Globo Gym, right? I mean, it's he's just playing a, a little softer at points. He's playing the Ben Stiller villain that like he could just mm-hmm. do in his sleep. Right, yeah. like the heavyweights character. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. He's just a terrible orderly and uh Luke, this is if you want to take off your headphones for this Hubie Halloween spoiler. <laughs> it's uh, it's great to see Ben Stiller reprises this role in the first ten minutes of Hubie Halloween. Yeah, like it was fun to see that. All right, you're good. <laughs> are are we avoiding Hubie Halloween spoilers, Luke? Like, is I mean, this? So, is this... <laughs> I I just like before beforehand, I was like, it's kind of a spoiler. Like, it's not a huge thing, but when mm-hmm. it happened, I was like, that's a nice surprise. So, like, do you not want to hear it? <laughs> trying trying to be. Respectful. I feel like sure. based on where it happened, um, my guess is that this character comes into play <laughs> in Hubie Halloween. Maybe I don't know. Mm. Uh, but I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> That's, uh, that's on my list of things I'm going to get to eventually. Uh, as as Connor mentioned, Ben Stiller is an orderly who works at this uh, this nursing home. He he pretends like he's very sweet and he's going to take care of everyone. And then as soon as Adam Sandler leaves, he yells at <laughs> yells at his grandmother and he yells at the find... grandmother. He turns it into a sweatshop. <laughs> right? Yeah, selling quilts. Also, as far as things to manufacture cheaply in a sweatshop. I don't think quilts are very high on that list. Like, I think a lot goes into quilting. Yeah, but, like, old people sew. Yeah, but, like... You can get a lot of money for, like, hand-spun quilts, too. Yeah, but isn't it... There's uh, there's an element of, like, difficulty to a quilt that you wouldn't have making, I don't know, even, like, just a standard blanket. And maybe we're going too into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, it's, a, it's a lot of thought about a uh, hockey man do good golf movie. Right. 
So Happy heads back to the house, and he he just wants to watch hockey before they take all of the things. And we find the two Repo Men, Will Sasso and the SNL writer. Um, no, uh, SNL writer. Or are they was the same the, people? <laughs> no, the SNL writer was the IRS agent that got thrown ah, out the door. All right. The, there was a. <laughs> the there were guy? two Repo Men. And I'm going to find the other one now. All right. Uh, DJ Jackson. Got it. We we find them taking a look at Happy's grandfather's old golf clubs, um, and they're just kind of messing around, and they're they're driving a golf ball, and Happy comes out, and he he wants him to he wants him to move a little faster so he can get stuff done, and they make him a deal. They say if you if you can drive this ball farther than us. Then we'll we'll work fast and we'll get this stuff done so you can watch your stupid hockey game. Uh, and this is when we find out that Happy is uh, like a golf savant. Um, he drives the ball over four hundred feet yards. I said feet, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, 400 lot, yards. It's a lot less impressive. <laughs> it's a lot less impressive. Um, About three times well, less. Well, Will Sasso's like, I can hit it past that tree. What is what is the tree? Like 40 feet away? Yeah, it's, like, it's pretty like, close. Cuts are longer than that. Right. <laughs> and this, like, the one, one of the things that really continues with this movie is it's really solid with the escalation and the rule of threes. Yeah. And it's really evident in this scene where first hit... Happy hits it into this guy's house. Second hit, the guy's outside. He hits him on the head. And the third one, woman's leaning out the window. He hits her and she falls off the roof. Yeah. Now, do you guys golf? Uh, I Very did, sparingly. I did as a child for a little bit. And then I think I just like lost, just lost it. So have you, have you tried the happy swing before? The crow no. hop into it? Yeah. At, like as a hockey player and transitioning to golf, where does the hop come from? Like when you're doing a slap shot, yep. you're literally standing still. Like <laughs> it should transfer to golf very easily. Where does this step come in? I think it's got to be the not being good at either thing. I get, yeah, I think I think it's just like his rage, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, German golfer Martin Kamer tried the similar style approach during the long drive competition in 2015. I don't know how it went, but yeah. yeah. Well, when I guess is not good. I go golfing with my co-hosts during the summer uh, Mm -hmm. and Wesley, every time we go out has to do at least one happy Gilmore swing. (laughs) And it's about 20% whether or not he connects with the ball. (laughs) That's the thing is like, I think it's hard enough to lock in and hit sometimes Mm -hmm. that the running start would make it worse. Yeah. So we find out that Happy has this skill. Uh, he doesn't really, he doesn't really want to do anything with it. He wants to instead. Well, for well, first before the batting cage thing, he uh, he goes to the driving range to uh, hustle some people out of money, uh, which I, I think is a solid. Uh, it's a solid move for making some money if you find that you have this skill and you uh, you only own hockey jerseys as shirts. Um, it's it's a good way to make some money. So he goes to the driving range and he's he's like taking bets from people of how far he can hit it. Can I hit it out to the freeway? Can I hit it out farther than you? Uh, and he draws the attention 
of Chubbs, Carl Weathers, Carl Apollo Weathers. Creed. Love Carl Weathers. <laughs> yeah. I seeing Carl Weathers. That seeing Carl Weathers as a mentor, I can't take it seriously anymore because of Arrested Development. I'm yeah. waiting him for. I'm waiting for him to talk about stews. Yep, baby, you got a stew going. <laughs> you got a stew, going, baby. <laughs> See, I can't take him seriously as a mentor because of this. <laughs> it um, all it all just adds up. It just he was kind of a mentor in the later Rockies, and then it just kept piling on. Right. Uh, he. Chubbs is a retired former golfer who couldn't make it all the way he wanted to make it because an alligator ate his hand. He now has uh, a, a prosthetic that is uh, made looks of wood. to be like, yeah. <laughs> is it wood or is it it's like made plaster? Of very, it's really cheap wood because like, at, the, at least I think it is. You would think if he wanted to continue his professional career that they could give him a prosthetic that would maybe, like, grip a club. Yeah. But, they, but with no dice? Nope. No. Nope, just solid wood. Solid uh, wood. He's always wearing a Lacoste shirt, so there's, yeah. like, an alligator on him mm-hmm. at all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of solid alligator stuff here. Mm-hmm. Throughout the whole thing. Uh, yeah. If, if one would give this movie a genre, it would be sports slash alligator comedy. <laughs> it is enough. Like, the alligator comes up enough to to break into that, yeah. Um, Chubbs is interested in training Happy, uh, but Happy is more interested in getting back to hockey. Uh, so we, we find him in the batting cage just taking, just getting hit by the ball out of the batting cages. Um, which he's, t- he's toughening I, up. Yeah. Which toughness was never the reason he wasn't a good hockey player. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe go right. practice some skating. Yeah. And the weird thing is later in the movie, there's an ice skating sequence and he's fine. Mm-hmm. He's, I see. I, I could see it still there that he didn't have it, but like, it's like, it's, I don't know. It's not, he terrible. could move at least. Yeah. Him and Julie Bowen are like moving around. Yeah. It's weird, but yeah. And then also the young kid afterwards trying out what Happy's doing, and the kid just gets knocked over. <laughs> gets clocked. I thought that was going to be another rule of threes moment, because um, I hadn't seen this in a minute, where uh, while Chubbs and Happy were talking, he was going to keep getting hit. It was kind of a bummer. What, uh, what Chubbs does impart on Happy is that there is a... Uh, is it an open competition? Yeah. Is it the, like a tryout? What? The first one's the open tournament. Okay. But the I'm open tournament also up. is a tryout for the professional league. Like it's, it's, if you win it, you get a, your, your PGA tour card or whatever the golf association is in this movie. <laughs> now, is there anything like that in real golf, Ben? Um, there are, I mean, there are like sub leagues to get your, your tour card that you need to go through. But as far as like winning a single tournament and joining the professional <laughs> tour, no. Like there's 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 different flights that you can do to like be a part of one single tournament, like the U.S. Right. Open. Mm-hmm. If you win a couple tournaments leading up to that, you'll be invited as an amateur. But this this was just nonsensical. <laughs> Good. Next thing we do is we head over to that nonsensical tournament, um, and. 
Happy is still very great at driving the ball, uh, but not so great at the, the putting aspect. Uh, putting hard. Or the, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he hasn't spent enough time mini-golfing. Well, it's that old quote, you, you drive for show and you putt for the dough. It's an old yeah. saying in uh, golf. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, isn't this also when we meet a shooter in Virginia? Mm-hmm. This is, yeah. This, um, shooter McGavin is the uh, the resident rising champ. Um, also, uh, just a huge dick. Your standard Sandler movie villain. Um, he's played by Christopher know. McDonald in the '90s, so he's a villain. Yeah. Did you guys? Was that a thing when you were like kids? Uh, in the same way that you would say, like, like Kobe, almost. That you do stuff and you'd be like, shoot him a Gavin. No. Just like a where I grew up thing. No, that, that, was... That, was not, that was not common. <laughs> no. Ah, all right. I thought, I thought you were going to say when you were a kid, did you just see Christopher McDonald and, like, this and Flubber and a few other things and being like, and be like, just outside of the movies, that guy's a piece of shit and I hate him. Because <laughs> he's too, always I guess. the bad guy. Yeah. Flubber is a movie that I have not seen in a very long time. He's the bad guy in that. Yeah, he's the dad though in Leave It to Beaver, isn't he? Oh, the movie version. I yeah. think so. Because he does have a very bad guy face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got like intense eyebrows. Yeah, and we first meet him interacting with um, the uh, the tour PR manager, Virginia. And she's trying to ask him about, you know, she's a reporter. She's trying to ask him legitimate things about his game and how he wants to win. And uh, he thinks she's just there to bring him a Pepsi. Um, just to solidify the roles that everybody's going to play. She's played by a young Julie Bowen, who she and Brie Larson have the same face. Yeah. Mm. And, like, that, that was the thing I noticed to bring up QB Halloween again. But oh, like, she's in that I, one too. Yeah, yeah, she's the love interest in that one. And like, so watching that, I was like, I feel like that's like an in thirty years Brie Larson, and like, it's very confusing now that I like I can't unsee that. Brie Larson hopes Julie Bowen looks better now than she does in this movie. Julie Julie Bowen oh, yeah. is gorgeous. Yeah, I mean she she looks good in this movie. Her eyes seem really different. Now I think it's her haircut that. that throws me off. It's that nineties. Yeah. It, like, frames the face. Yeah. I don't know that I have seen her in much recently. Modern Family. Ah, okay. Oh, oh, all right. Yeah. But I haven't watched that much Modern Family. But now that you're saying it, yeah, okay. (laughs) Happy hits a hole-in-one. Because he does the first hole or the first hole-in-two and is putting terribly. Uh, there's a fun joke of uh, he sinks the hole in one and then he, he turns to Chubbs and he's like, oh, well, I'll just do that. That's, uh, that's much easier putting. <laughs> he also has his caddy who, like, has a weird combination of Tintin and Harold from Captain Underpants hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just weird looking kid. I wanted more of him. He looked like, um, what's the kid, the, 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 the kid in South Park, um, uh, is it Scott Peterson? Is maybe Scott the... Malkinson? Scott Malkinson with the list uh, of diabetes. Yeah. Is he the one from the um, the the Ginger Kids one? No, the you're Day thinking Walkers. of uh, you're thinking of oh, 
I. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I think, I think <sighs> Scott Tenderman. Yes. Oh, Scott Tenderman. Yeah, he's yeah. got the fluffy hair. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He's just, this kid was like luminescent a little bit. <laughs> when they're doing the aerial shots of the his golf drives, like if you look down at what the golf ball is carrying over, like it looks nothing like a golf course. Like there's no hole design anywhere. I, I, it the, just all, goes. Yeah, all of the golf yeah. course stuff in this movie just <laughs> threw me off. Like the greens look like they were thicker than like the carpet on my floor. That yeah. yeah, I did notice that. I was like, something's up with this grass. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't look right. I have to imagine that it was. Uh, I don't know. Whatever they filmed on here was not a golf course. No. Yeah. Probably astroturf somewhere on a set. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the sake of budget. Um. I did. I also liked the uh, the back and forth with uh, Happy and the caddy. Um, mm. <laughs> he's he's like wrestling the kid and yelling at him and stuff. Happy doesn't understand. It's more like fish out of water. Happy doesn't understand golf. Um, the caddy is here to carry the clubs and uh, help him with that from hole to hole. And Happy's like, no, all these are my grandfather's clubs. I'll carry them myself. This, and then, yeah, this movie's got a lot of quotes that I just randomly throw out in my life. Right, like mm. you will go to sleep or I will put you to sleep. I say that to my daughter. <laughs> um, or uh any literally any time i see a limo it's wow it must be burt reynolds or something even when i'm just by myself <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah something else that we see a lot of in the tournament is uh happy just completely losing his shit uh he he's missing putts and he's throwing his club and he's screaming at people in the audience and uh he's got anger issues yeah yeah <laughs> And the, what is it, the position, the guy who's like the, he's the chairman or he's in mm-hmm. charge of the tournament. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to toss happy because it, everything he's doing is not something that would fit in golf. But viewers. Right. But then we find out that viewers are psyched about happy. Uh, Texas is on the line and they want to buy all the tickets. And Yeah, he's fun. Yeah, he's fun absolutely. I would definitely, I would watch more golf if there was more stuff like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> if there were more assholes, I would watch more golf. Yeah. <laughs> there, was, there, was, there was a golfer who was kind of like Happy Gilmore, John Daly. Oh, yeah. Who, oh. He was about 300 pounds and he was always like drunkenly stumbling all around. And he had he had a big drive. So John Daly and Happy Gilmore kind of like souls. That are yeah. <laughs> was he uh, was he before or after? He would have been around this time. I think he won one of the big tournaments in like ninety two. Oh wow! Oh, so some of it's like probably inspiration. Maybe. No. Uh, also, the head of the tournament is played by director Dennis Dugan. Director mm-hmm. of this movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Nice. So Virginia convinces. Convinces the uh, the chairman to keep Happy in the league, um, and she lets Happy know that he's got to like keep his shit together a little bit. Well, this is also after we meet Kevin Nealon, and he has his weird like, oh man <laughs> energy aura golfer, which is I thought really that was in great. the next one. No, it's the it's before the convincing because 
this is also like the are you too good for your home freak out <laughs> mm-hmm. leads right into Dennis Dugan. Yeah. Kevin Nealon was great. It was a solid a solid part from him, I think. I feel like he reprised the same character in Blended. Oh yeah? It's definitely possible. How was Blended? Did you I I actually really like Blended. That's one of the Adam Sandler movies I can stand just because I like the dynamic he and Drew Barrymore have together in their movies. Mm. Um, it, I mean, it's still stupid Sandler humor and it can be but, over the top at times, but it, it's fun and it's got a, a nice heart. Yeah. That's, good. I, I, that's that's what has made me want to watch it is I, I do really like him and Drew Barrymore together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Fifty First Dates is great. Um, and obviously the wedding singer. Mm-hmm. Oh, love the wedding singer. That was a good uh, constantly on reruns on VH1 growing up. Yeah. So each each place in the tournament is worth money, which uh, is something I don't know. I didn't really know about. Uh, kinda. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ki- that's kind of true. You have to make the cut in order to get paid. So oh. what they'll mm-hmm. do is they'll have a group of like 150 golfers, and then the top 70 make it to the last two rounds. And they're the ones that make money. Okay. So him being shitty that first tournament, he shouldn't have made any money. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess they had less than 70 golfers. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, he, was, what was, he only won like 2400 or something. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. top prize was 216 Uh So Happy figures out that if he, can, if he can hang in there, he can keep plugging away, keep getting last place and getting a couple more bucks. And he's making money. the house back. Yeah. Um, and as we mentioned earlier, uh, Virginia tells him that he needs to cool it a little bit. Um, in between this, we get the, uh, we get the scene where, uh, does anybody know if any of the, uh, the golfers are real golfers in this? Um, no. Anybody, the extras? No. All right. No, no. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I think the trivia might've said there are one or two, but they don't really do anything. Peppered in somewhere. Oh, there is one Lee Trevino. You have Lee Trevino, who says the Grizzly Adams had a beard line. Yep. And then one of the guys (laughs) at the cocktail party is Mark Lai, who is apparently a real PGA golfer. Mm. Okay. I was wondering, Shooter McGavin is standing with two or three guys, and I was wondering if any of them... Mm. Shooter tells Happy to meet him at the ninth hole at 9 p.m. for, you know, a secret golfer initiation, which turns out to be just the sprinklers turning on. Yeah, (laughs) He get wet. Epic prank. Um, yeah. And uh, this is this is right when we get the speech from Victoria about that you can't make you can't make the money to buy your grandmother's house back if you're not on the tour. Virginia. Uh, but yeah. What did I say that time? Victoria. Oh, yeah. It's a V name. It's close. All V names are the same. It's um, V. Uh... <laughs> so we move on to the next... The next slew of tournaments, we get uh, we start moving through some montages of uh, uh, happy playing in the different tournaments and thinking about beating people up and then not beating them up. Um, we meet uh, happy has to supply his own caddy for the rest of the uh, golf tournaments, and he finds um, the, there's a guy who's uh, doing the spray your windshield and wash it with newspaper. Uh, and uh, he's one of the same, one of the Sandler friends, one of the Wonder Trusts that makes it into all the movies. Mm-hmm. His uh, uh, his character's name is never spoken except for right. a deleted scene where it is apparently Otto. 
Ah. Hmm. And that's Alan Covert, right? Or Covert? Yeah. Of from and, Gra- from Grandma's Boy. And yeah. Looks wise, it kind of looks like they just went. You know how Robin Williams looked in the beginning of Jumanji? Can we do that but cheap? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. I, he. I thought he was great, like a like a unsung kind of a quieter. Yeah, it's a fun little silent comedy role. Yeah, mm-hmm. you gotta Picking respect up the it. quarters that people place for their balls and stuff. This is also around the time we keep uh, finding out Mr. Larson, Happy's old boss with the nail in his head. Oh my god, is watching the games and he intimidates uh, Shooter, which is just. Shooter's reaction is great, where he's like, moron, good for a happy gill. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> yeah. the dude's, like, seven feet tall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another one of those classic lines. Yeah, his line delivery is also so good. He's he's really funny. Yeah. Every single one is a hit. After we get all this, uh, we kind of we plateau into happy, what, uh, no, I just went on to Mr. Larson's IMDb, and uh, he's entangled. Huh. He's uh, Vlad. I th- yeah, I think he's the really, really big guy that likes ceramic unicorns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Vladimir mm-hmm. collects ceramic unicorns. That tracks. How tall, does it list how tall he is? I want to know. Seven foot two. Wow. That's, that's big. That's pretty tall, yeah. I guess I have not seen him in much since that, you know? Like nah, uh, like is, the... is, is he alive? No, he died in nice. 2014. Well, that'll do it then. That uh, makes it hard to star in movies. Yeah. There aren't a lot of roles for guys who are 7 foot 2 and don't don't walk real well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he apparently suffered a, a bad car accident in 1992 where he lost his ability to balance without aid. So in this, mm-hmm. he's leaning on a fence or on another person or something. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah. Well, that's... It'd be like that sometimes, you know? It, it just do be like that sometimes. Um, after we after we hit up this montage of uh, different, different golf tournaments... Happy, happy autographing titties young and yeah. old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, shooter autographs. Not titties. <laughs> we get a, uh, a a date to the ice rink. There's wasn't there a lot in between that? Didn't we? Yeah, There's a big long montage, and then we come back to it. Didn't did we skip the alligator, or is that after the date? That's that's. Did I just not write down? That's the date. Them. I think that's part of the montage. Is the alligator? Okay. Yeah. yeah. He. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the gator fight between the alligator that took Chubbs's hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we recognize because it has one eye. Yep. I, I have thought he was going to pull the hand out of the stomach. I thought I remembered that, but I, right. I guess it was just like a fill-in-the-blank thing, like just as a child. It's like a um, Mandela effect thing. You know, there's because it wasn't recently that Chubbs lost his hand. Yeah, it's right. so... been there for a while. That's <laughs> right. that's kind of why it ended. And I was like, I thought, oh wait, <laughs> wait, that's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So there's the gator fight. Uh, there's there's a whole montage of different uh, different stuff, and uh, then we have this we have this date in the ice rink. 
talk about Brooke Shields. They they sing a nice song or they listen to yes. a nice song. The yeah. manager at the rink lip syncs mm-hmm. the song while watching. What? Friends listen to Endless Love in the Dark? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You ever just done that? <laughs> yeah. The it, it looked like the whole the ice skating set looked like um an early American Idol season like where like the stage when somebody was performing. The way the lights were, <laughs> like I the, get like that. the way it was lit. Yeah. yeah. Um, as like the Zamboni man is lip syncing to Endless mm-hmm. Love. It's a, it's a nice little standard uh, Adam Sandler movie uh, romance yep. scene. And then it comes crashing down when we find out that Shooter McGavin is buying Grandma's house. Um, dun, dun, dun. I also like that Grandma doesn't have like a name. It's just everyone says Grandma. Yeah, she's just Grandma. Yeah, we. I think we skipped a lot because we yeah. missed the Bob Barker scene. Yeah, Bob, Bob Barker, Barker happened. It comes before that because yeah, Sco- uh, Shooter buys the house at the auction, which is mm-hmm. after the subway promo. Yep. Oh, okay. Which is after he's been kicked off yeah. the tour. But yeah, the pro am Bob Barker Happy Gilmore team, and oh yeah, I had that mixed up. That was uh, and <laughs> yeah, everyone coming next. Everyone's favorite, the jackass heckler. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that that did always work every time they would just, like, throw that in somewhere. You didn't see him on screen, it would just be silence. Jackass! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what they're talking about is, uh, there's a celebrity pairs tournament. Uh, Happy gets paired up with uh, Bob Barker. Happy does not play great. Um... He's off shooter his game. Has, yeah, he's off his game because Shooter has hired someone to stand in the audience and uh, just heckle. <laughs> heckle <laughs> consistently and heckle hard. Um, and which, which you cannot do at a golf tournament. <laughs> no, everybody. <laughs> they would have booted him after the first comment. Right. <laughs> the whole thing culminates in a big fight with uh, Bob Barker with uh it's again the second mention of this podcast of like uh that improv game with the hands yeah i I mean bob barker did the fighting he did all the fighting himself he yeah he did not do the rolling down the the hill there was a very clear cut away from the stunt but but... no the punches apparently dennis dugan was like we'll do a stunt double and bob barker was like no i know how to fight i want to do this (laughs) and yeah because of that Two things happened. Uh, one, it was the v- inaugural winner of the MTV Movie Award for Best Fight. and right. Deserved. And apparently, mm-hmm. ratings for The Price is Right rose a lot more among college-age viewers because of this. Because <laughs> The Price is Wrong, bitch. The price is Wrong, bitch. <laughs> I wonder how many... How many college students had to drop out of school because they stopped going to class so they could watch Prices yeah, Right? right. Like, this probably led to a, a huge increase in the dropout rate in college. <laughs> Everything traces back to Gilmore. Yeah. Yep. This fight is obviously not something that is allowed. Uh, so this lands, this lands happy in the office of the chairman, who is not going to throw them all the way out because of ratings. 
mm-hmm. um, but is going to suspend him for a month. One uh, month suspension and 25k fine. Right. <laughs> Why is Shooter in that meeting? I had the same question. Because he's buddy-buddy like, with for conflict. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're getting like yelled at and reprimanded by your boss, like mm-hmm. his favorite employee is not going to be able to sit in on that meeting. Right. Yeah. That does... Uh, it maybe he eliminate, like, maybe he wanted to like maybe he had a time crunch and he's like I'll do both meetings at once what could go wrong <laughs> right <laughs> what's the shooter meeting just like ah great we love you yeah hey good job um could you make your name a little less violent <laughs> <laughs> and this is when we get to the auction of grandma's house and first shooter- subway. Yes. Happy becomes the wonderful product placement. For Subway. I, um, I don't know why I think everything happens after the auction. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a plot point, and this is just big Subway product placement. Yeah, I even I that think they I, morphed I, I into even the plot. wrote in my notes uh, Subway product placement for Connor. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why that's for me, but okay. Because <laughs> I, I feel like you're always the one who catches the product placement. I thought we had a fight in Georgia the Jungle of you saying what product placement was, and I wasn't. But <laughs> ah, that's because you have a Georgia of the Jungle sized blind spot. Because Georgia of the, the Jungle is placement. wonderful. But did did they not cut the subs in half in the, at Subway in the nineties? Like I guess he would like he ate the the twelfth like sub <laughs> like two handed. That was a big sandwich. Yeah, and I do actually really like the little commercial yeah. he does where he hits it <laughs> into the guy's mouth. <laughs> it was a good uh, running joke of like he was saying Subway a lot mm-hmm. uh, towards the beginning of the movie, it, and then it, it built to something. Yeah, it opened with when he was coming back for his girlfriend who was leaving. He's like, "I knew the g- I went to high school with the guy who worked at Subway, so I got us an extra meatball." Right. <laughs> yep. I mean, this is obviously the direction that Subway should have stayed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when it fun. comes to Subway spokespeople. Happy Gilmore is the best one from the 90s. The only one from mm-hmm. the 90s, let's say. Right? If only that were true. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, but it can be. <laughs> because this this product placement happens because Happy is at $250,000. And he needs to be at two hundred and seventy dollars to win the house. To win the house. To buy the house. <laughs> Win a house. Yeah, he, um, does, he doesn't know it's a winning thing yet. Yeah, and this is this whole thing is a suggestion because he's just sitting in front of the TV talking about Subway, and there's like a moment of oh, well, you can make money on this. Yeah, this works. Yeah, and he gets a free Subway for Life card. I mean, be a good card to have. Yeah, absolutely. As I'm not a huge Subway fan, but, like, if you give me a free Sandwiches for Life card, I will take it to wherever it is. Yeah, I will use it. <laughs> and now we get to the auction of the house. Wait, what about... <laughs> <laughs> what about that part? Uh, and Shooter McGavin buys Grandma's house. Uh, there's a first moment of we, we get to the auction, and Happy doesn't know that it's going to be an auction. He thought that I could just buy the house. I got the money. Um and uh, they're they're auctioning it off. They, the the guy from the IRS says you can buy it, but you have to you have to win. Like I get Grandma's old, but her confusion over what was happening 
was just like, have you, have you never been to an auction? Have you never seen anything auctioned off before? <laughs> yeah, it's a little more serious than age. Right. Right. <laughs> well, she is, uh, she's kind of out there. Um, yeah. She's busy right. dressing up as Gene Simmons. <laughs> but it's, it's a 90s movie, so we got to save the house. Yeah. 90s yeah. movies mm-hmm. love saving houses. I think they could have just, they could have bought a better house. But this one was built. Now he's going to be a golfer. This one was built by Happy's grandpa, you see. Yeah. Happy's uh, grandpa mm-hmm. with the tube socks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good memory. I did not remember all that. The, uh, all the clubs in the bag. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Tube socks instead of. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, people do that. <laughs> with just standard dirty tube socks. Yeah. I mean, not professional yeah. golfers, but no, yeah, yeah people... but like I've seen that before. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was inspired by this movie, but <laughs> I was so lost. I was like, "Is there a scene where like grandpa he's meet... tube socks? <laughs> Is there like a scene where he's meeting his grandma and he's like, ah, my grandma was dressed by Gene Simmons, and my grandpa loved tube socks anyway.'" <laughs> so Happy makes Shooter a deal. Uh, he if he can win the tournament. And beat Shooter, then Shooter will give him the house. And if he loses, he'll quit golfing. Which brings us into our uh, our final act of the movie, the big tournament. Um, after mini golf training with <laughs> yes, Chubbs. after mm-hmm. Happy is missing an essential component of his game, which is the short game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he goes to meet Chubbs, and. Uh, Chubbs takes him to a mini golf place. One uh, of the which, coolest mini golf which, courses. Yeah. T- totally. <laughs> like, I, I would love to play there. But if you're going to try to teach a guy how to putt. This isn't it. Like, why would you take a mini golfing? Like, there are practice greens. Yeah. That's like trying to teach someone how to bowl, taking him to play skee-ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this, just- is, uh, this is either the second or the coolest mini golf uh I don't arena no mini golf course place course uh that we've had on the show i was about to say this is i think this is better than the one from overboard it's at least right up there if it's not better um i think it's better if overboard went with the drinking theme that the one guy wanted drink to sink thing. him and drink him sink him and drink him <laughs> Although, this is a cool thing, but there's the one clown hole where, like, the mouth keeps closing and he spits the ball back out. Is that mm-hmm. a timing thing? Is someone yeah, controlling that? Yeah, what are you learning? <laughs> like, how do you win that hole? Well, it's the same thing with the earthquake one. What's the intended way yeah. to beat that <laughs> hole? Because it's not what he did. <laughs> it's cool, but I think I think right. the point is, like, you want to try to get it before everything collapses, maybe? Yeah. Hmm. But it know. collapsed like as soon as he showed up. This is right. this is a place run by weirdos with nobody else in attendance. It is only <laughs> Happy and uh, Chubbs. Yeah. And the the big lesson is that you gotta you gotta slow down a little bit and you gotta go to your happy place. Um, <laughs> Happy's happy place has uh, you know lingerie Virginia with two pitchers of beer. And his grandma winning in a slot machine and a little person cowboy on a tricycle, which I'm mad it made me laugh so hard. Is that not what your happy place looks like? 
There's less grass. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, this this works. Happy finally gets it. Uh, he, he manages to sink a hole-in-one on the crazy earthquake hole. And they head back to his apartment where Chubbs has gotten gotten happy a gift which is uh his his putter turned into a hockey stick which honestly i don't know why we didn't do sooner with all of the clubs <laughs> no one cared that much at least the driver though well he's hitting all the other clubs just fine yeah <laughs> it's just the one that's the right. problem yeah and then the added worry though is if you turn the putter into a stick like the putting becomes slap shots and I don't know that that helps the short game anymore. <laughs> I mean, he's not that dumb. He knows putting. Depends on the scene. <laughs> At a base uh, level. Well, I yeah. don't think if he has a normal putter, he's able to do his winning shot at the end. Mm-hmm. Right. Because this has the slant yep. on it. So then does that make it cheating? Well, no, because you don't have to putt with a putter on the. You can putt with any club you want. Mm-hmm. After he receives a special putter, he has a gift for Chubbs, which is the head of the alligator that ate his hand. And he gives he gives Chubbs no warning as to what he's going to open up the box to, uh, which causes Chubbs to walk backwards and fall out the window and die. It is a very kind gift. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's just... This is the biggest part of the movie that I remember. Like, for a while when people were like, Happy Gilmore, I'm like, is that the one with the alligator head where the guy falls out the window? Yeah. I, I remember yeah. Chubbs playing a lot bigger role in this movie than he than he did yeah. this time around. Yeah. I remember this movie being a lot less montages. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I also. thought the tournaments were longer and there was more involvement. But it is just straight through montage with fun songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, the soundtrack is good. Um, we'll get to that. We'll later. get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> Chubbs is dead. There's a little exchange uh, at the, the funeral between Shooter and Happy where Shooter says he's going to dedicate his game to, to Chubbs. And Happy is he's going to dedicate his game to Chubbs. And a little, you know, schoolyard kicking fest. They banter. Uh, yeah. I feel like that Grizzly Adams joke had some sort of footing uh, in a deleted scene or something that I didn't see because otherwise it makes no sense. Yeah, I don't. I guess like. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. I guess. I guess Grizzly, like, because hair. Like, bears are hair. Right, I don't know. Uh, Apparently, the guy who said that line didn't read the entire script. Because in an interview, he has said if he had read the entire script and seen the quote-unquote salty language, he would have not done it. Oh, man. I guess it's a good thing he didn't read it, then. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I'd, uh, I love the Grizzly Adams joke. <laughs> Shooter and Happy are pretty evenly matched. Um, there's there's four days of this tournament. Are they, now, are they playing the same course four days in a yeah. row? Yep, that's what professional golfers do. They play... They play the same course every four days, but sometimes they'll change like the the distance of the holes by moving the tee box or where the pin is placed on the green. Uh-huh. And Happy has learned to putt, which makes him uh, a more formidable opponent. He's doing real well. Uh-huh. Yeah, everything is going great. Uh, we get we get three days through it. We're in the fourth day, and uh, we get our our 
fun friend with the nail back sans nail uh the golf ball lands on top of his foot <laughs> shooter has to play it where it lies <laughs> which I, i'm confident that neither of those would be that's a correct <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's funny <laughs> it has to be there too uh, otherwise like the ending the, like they would just no pick sense. up yeah, the scaffold and work. wait yeah i do like the like checking like oh can i just can i drop it and no you gotta play where it lies <laughs> like, i'm the director and i say this is right. funny yeah um i thought for sure also that shooter was gonna hit his foot and that was gonna be a thing i think it's funnier that he doesn't i think yeah. it's funnier that goes off without in without like incident yeah something else that happens is uh shooter calls for the guy that he paid before to heckle to come and cause more trouble. <laughs> Who has the weird running joke of always wanting to get something yep. to eat with Red yeah. Lobster, I'll the Sizzler. Yeah. Yeah, he's just naming places being like, You want to get that meal yeah. now? <laughs> I don't understand it. Yeah. But it works, mm-hmm. you know? It it works, it's funny, oh. and then he hits happy with the t- with the car. It's happy with the Volkswagen. <laughs> And uh, that's what he says while he's lying on the ground. Volkswagen. Volkswagen. (laughs) Yep. I got real rookie of the year vibes from this part of the movie. The way he's holding his arm. Well, just how in rookie of the year he he breaks his arm and that's how he's able to pitch well. And then his arm heals and he can't do it. And it's like, well, Mm. now the the great equalizer has happened in this car. And now his magic power (laughs) is gone. (laughs) Right. Um. And there, yeah, there's a there's a brief well, not a brief moment. Like the the culmination of that is that uh, Happy can't drive as well mm-hmm. anymore. So now he, he has to rely hurt. on his newfound short game. Well, but can still drive as well as a professional golfer. Right, like he he was yeah, still it, like two yards behind but, him on his drive. It makes him superhuman to good human. Right, <laughs> right. The Volkswagen that hits Happy also knocks down uh, the like or. It, it hits the like observation mm-hmm. tower, mm-hmm. the scaffolding, uh, and just yeah, it's, and it's now it's on a bit of a slant. Mm-hmm. Um, Your standard marching band observer deck. <laughs> yeah, so we get to the final hole, which is right next to the scaffolding, um, and something we haven't talked that much about is that uh, Happy is bringing in a lot of a lot of people who aren't standard golf fans. Like, there's a lot of tailgating. Good old rowdy stuff. Yeah. It's almost like they're doing like almost a NASCAR thing. And Happy's fans start climbing the scaffolding. And of course, the scaffolding falls over onto the green. Uh, And as we learned earlier, you got to play where it lies. Yep. (laughs) But would there is there a time limit with golf like would it be a problem just to wait and have someone move the thing well i mean for, for that that's what would happen like yeah um, <laughs> like, because the the rule for golf is play it as it lies unless it's a man-made hazard that you're in or something man-made is in your way in which case you're allowed to drop um i can see them trying to say that and shooter mcgavin being like that's not man-made that's car made <laughs> yeah Um, and I, I really liked the line of, uh, right before the hitting off the foot of that's, uh, 
That's two thus far. Uh, uh, so Happy ha- Happy has to sink the ball. He has to hit it around the scaffolding and into the hole. He's got to do it in two to tie or one to win. Um, and there's a there's like a throwaway line about if you hit it around the scaffolding and then you hit it in, we'll go into sudden death. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And I would have been interested to see this movie's sudden death. Well, it would just would have been golf sudden death, I'm sure, which is just play play yeah. another hole, <laughs> right? <laughs> just been a little more extension, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but the scaffolding has fallen in a very similar way to the earthquake mini golf hole. So Happy manages to bounce it off of there, hit a hole in one, and win the tournament. Yeah, what what amazing ability by him to uh, recognize a Rube Goldberg machine that's going to go right into the hole for him. Yeah, right. <laughs> that brings us to our conclusion. He he wins the tournament. He beats Shooter. Uh, Shooter he gets, gets the jacket that that Shooter mm-hmm. is has been chasing and wanting. Um, but Shooter grabs it and runs away with it. And is chased down then, by Mister Larson. Right, Mr. Larson and a whole mob just beating the shit out of him. Right. Um, And the uh, movie ends with Happy buying the house back and Happy and Grandma and his his new girlfriend. Virginia. uh, Yeah. And And his force ghosts. And his cat. And Otto, yeah. He's waving to his three best friends who are dead. (laughs) Chubbs, the alligator, and Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) What a shot to end mm-hmm. it. I do love how so many of these like weird comedies are like, who's a funny dead person? It's always Abe Lincoln. <laughs> he is. He's funny just about every time. Well, he's so he's yeah. also so quickly recognizable with the beard and the hat. Like, it's, I think mm-hmm. that's the reason they do it. It's just a quick, easy visual gag. You, you throw <laughs> yeah. up William Taft, and people will be like, "Who the who the fuck is that?" <laughs> oh, that might be funnier. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's Happy Gilmore. Then yeah. uh, we we thought we'd do something a little different this time in honor of having you on and in honor of uh, your podcast, which we love. Um, we thought uh, for this episode, we would take a couple of minutes here and each one of us is going to uh, take this movie and put Vin Diesel in this movie instead of one of the characters okay. to make it <laughs> to make it something different. This is similar to something I Drink Your Podcast does. If you if you haven't listened to that, you definitely should. They call it the Battle of Twits. It's a creative competition. It's a lot of fun. Ben, you can go first. You're the guest. Okay. I I really enjoy seeing Vin Diesel's comedic side. And um, one character that I'd, I've never seen Vin Diesel play that I'd like him to embrace is, you know, a more of a... Uh, I'd like him to play a female. So I, I would cast Vin Diesel as the Mista Mista lady um, to portray that physical comedy that I think Vin Diesel's capable of having. That's fantastic. Right. Uh, Connor, you want to go next? I would have... I, I also like seeing Vin Diesel play himself. And I also like... Or not play himself. Play a comedic role. And I also like seeing him play himself on his Instagrams and such. So I want him to take himself and... Put him in the Bob Barker role. Oh, so he's the celebrity. And also seeing Adam Sandler get in a fight with Vin Diesel, who in his contract cannot lose, <laughs> would be very entertaining. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm going to go a little more traditional Vin Diesel route. Um, he 
Sim- I guess this the contract also comes into play here. Um, I, Vin Diesel is famous strongman. Um, he this is this is something we see in a lot of his movies. Um, and I would take Vin Diesel and I would put him in the role of uh, something we have as the famous strongman in this movie, the alligator. Um, ah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't change the way that the alligator really interacts. Uh, so Vin Diesel would live in the pond in the golf course, and he would have eaten Chubb's hand, um, and Adam Sandler would wrestle him for the golf ball. But so, uh, is it Vin Diesel dressed as an alligator, him as a CGI alligator, or is it just a wild Vin Diesel that bites? Just his a hand wild out? Vin Diesel. Oh, that Perfect. means we have to see Vin's decapitated head. I uh, know because he can't <laughs> lose the fight. Oh, that's true. <laughs> So that plot point's just gone. So Chubbs <laughs> lives. I think. Uh, I think instead of the decapitated head, uh, Vin Diesel is in the box, uh, just whole and alive. He just uh, jumps out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, anyway, now we move on to the criteria. <laughs> <laughs> the standard stuff we do every week uh, to decide whether this movie is better, worse, or equal to the past fire. Um, so our, uh, we, and we use the, uh, we use our criteria for that. Uh, so our first, our first bit of criteria is the soundtrack. Uh, how did you guys have the soundtrack measuring up? I think I like it on the same level. It's got, uh, it's got jump around. And if jump around is on anything, then I'm immediately like, it's very high on my list. Oh, it's magic. It may have Rock and Roll Part 2, which is a fun song, but we all know the problems with Gary Glitter, so that kind of lowers it a little <laughs> bit, but... I don't know that Pedophile, I Pedophile, man. Ah, yikes, mm-hmm. yikes. Mm-hmm. I love the use of Tuesday's Gone to kind of bookend the movie. Mm-hmm. Just That's such an iconic little, uh, little riff that they do. Um, Endless Love, that's a great scene to kind of wrap around that, but it, it's the soundtrack is nowhere near as good as The Pacifier. <laughs> like... The anthem by Good Charlotte, the sound of music <laughs> songs like that that, and then Peter Panda like you got you got just some great songs yeah in the past fire, I uh, I think much the same. Uh, this the soundtrack is great and it works really well for this movie, but I do think the past fire soundtrack is a tad more exciting. The thing mm-hmm. that hurts the most is I don't think there's an official soundtrack release for the past fire. If you go on Spotify, it's nowhere to be seen. It's just people <laughs> doing fan oh. playlists and. Smash Mouth never published the Everyday Superhero song, so it's always missing the opening, which hurts. It might have been one of those things that, like, they didn't think they were going to recoup enough value Mm. by selling the soundtrack. But yeah, searching the pacifier on Spotify, you get, like, a playlist of their thing and then our show. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take it. Uh, Next up... We have where does the main character land on the dieselometer, which is a which is a running scale of all of Vin Diesel's performances, both on screen and off, uh, ranking charm and likability. Uh, what'd you guys yeah. have? I had pitch black. Okay, and right. I picked that one because uh, Rid- the Rid- role of Riddick that Vin Diesel plays in that movie is very much like an indicator for the types of roles we're going to see him play later on in his career, and I think. This happy Gilmore character is very much that for Adam Sandler. All right. Yeah, that's that's good. I like that a lot. Um, for me, I said this is very much a character who is 
in a new world and getting acclimated to something that isn't exactly something he's used to, but his skills can transfer. And I don't know if this is 100% accurate. This is a prediction, but he's done some motion capture work with Groot. So I think this is Vin Diesel on the set of Avatar 2. Oh, okay. Which he is in. <laughs> All right. Um, I had a similar reasoning, Connor, but I went with uh, Find Me Guilty. Okay. Uh, which is a movie I have not seen yet. Um, but it's uh, a criminal who's already in, uh, in jail. He's defending himself using his own charisma and natural comedy. Um, and it's comparable to me in the same kind of, uh, it's not your standard skill set, uh-huh. uh, but it's applicable to something else. Same way with Happy and Golf. Makes sense. Uh, next up. Did you like it as a kid? Would you have liked it as a kid? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Funny. Mm. All right. That's an easy one. <laughs> uh, that tends to be an easy one unless it's like a weird movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next up, what did the director go on to do? So this is Dennis Dugan, and this is his first Adam Sandler movie. And after this... It's pretty much mostly Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> I mean, he did Beverly Hills Ninja, but you got Big Daddy, Saving Silverman, bunch of TV stuff. The Benchwarmers, Chuck and Larry, Zohan, oh. Grown Ups. Just go with it. Jack and Jill, Grown Ups 2. Stuff like wow. that. <laughs> Something... A lot of the lesser Adam yeah. Sandler movies. Yeah, yeah. he starts out big and then falls mm-hmm. down. Um, he also directed a short called Trump Surrogate Boot Camp. In 2016, don't know what it is. <laughs> Adam Sandler as Donald Trump. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I'd watch it. I yeah. I'd be uh, happier with him than Alec Baldwin, <laughs> who's thankfully not been seen for a while. Yeah. Well, it's always it's always only a matter of time. Which is good. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, next up, who was the Brad Garrett or the Carol Kane? Peter Panda comes first. All right, Connor. <laughs> we'll do Peter Panda. There's an order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> next, <laughs> next up for real. Is there anything as memorable as the Peter Panda dance? Yeah, I think the Bob Barker fight is something that kind of mm-hmm. stands up even 25 years later. I also just tap it in, just tap it in. Anytime you're on, on the golf course and you miss a putt, miss a putt just a little bit, it's like just tap it in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For me, it's Bob Barker fight or that's your home. Yeah, yep. you do good for your home. Right. I also gave it to Bob Barker. Price is wrong, bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, as previously mentioned, uh, <laughs> last time on No Highway Option. Um, who was the Brad Garrett or Carol Kane of the film? Memorable side character. This is kind of a tie for me, but I think I'm going to have to give it to Mr. Larson. Uh, his visuals of his stature and also having a nail in his head. Um, mm-hmm. that it all kind of <laughs> hits his memorable, big, funny guy. Yeah. Second. <laughs> I got, I've got the uh, the jackass guy. That was uh, played my by Joe Flaherty. Choice. Yeah. 
I that's a kind of standard in uh, Sandler movies where like almost everyone who isn't the lead could be this role. <laughs> yeah, I, I had eight eight people written down on my list <laughs> yeah. of possibilities. So I was gonna say the little person cowboy also yep. could have been yep. there. Mista Mista lady, you got <laughs> the Kevin Nealon guy. Yeah, Ben man. Stiller. Mm-hmm. I think Ben Stiller was my number two. Um. And last, but certainly not least, is there anything as batshit insane as the Sound of Music subplot in The Pacifier? Which, in case you don't remember, is a short uh, subplot that comes in with about 20 minutes left in the film where uh, the young boy that Adam... Adam Sandler. The young boy that Vin Diesel is watching, um, Seth, has brought a Nazi armband to school and he's bleached his hair blonde. Uh, and everyone at school kind of thinks he's a Nazi. Um, but after Vin Diesel hijacks a young girl's bike and follows him after school, we find out that he's not a Nazi. He's just playing Rolf in a community theater production of The Sound of Music with a 40 year old Liesel. Is there anything as insane as that? The thing I had was introduced with like 20 minutes left in the movie, too. And that's that's his happy place. OK, um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty batshit, especially the stuff with when Shooter shows up in the happy place and mm. the little person's like doing like his little hoppy, like, come along with me. Right. Move that. I mean, that was just out there for me. It's how do they allow a car onto the field? <laughs> yeah. Or onto the fair. course. Mm-hmm. That is a full-ass car. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> um, I said that this is a Sandler property that never got a sequel. Give um, it time. I have an idea for a sequel. Can I? Can I put it absolutely. out there? So maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe if Sandler's listening, like he'll he'll take this down. I'd like to see him have after having a, a long career in golf. He can't golf anymore, but now he's in the Chubbs role. And he is trying to teach a current golfer who is really straight lace how to liven up his career a little bit and be a little more happy like. So I, another pair up of Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg, Aww. where Andy Samberg is the straight guy again, just like that's my boy. And Sandler is the off the wall, happy Gilmore character. I'd still, watch that. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that. I still haven't seen That's My Boy, but anything Andy Samberg does, I'm there. Besides that, it seems. So. All, right. <laughs> All right. Did you guys have a, a final rating for this movie? Um, I give it a, if we're going with a golf score, I give it a negative six, which is good because it's ah. golf. Um, it's, you know, it's a good, fun 90s comedy. It's, you can't go wrong with it. I put it at about the same level as the pacifier for me. Okay. All right. Yeah, I I did something similar. I said if the pacifier is par, then Happy Gilmore is a bogey, which would be worse than the pacifier. Okay, but not too much worse. Not too much worse. No, just a little bit. Um. All right. I I gave it fourteen giant cardboard checks and a one eyed gator. Um, and I think if the pacifier is par, this one is one under par. Birdie. Um, yeah, really. This is uh, this is one of the uh, the all time greats for me. Wow. All right. I'm a little shocked to be the we, only one on the pacifier side say, of this we've thing. We've got <laughs> we've got all three levels. Yeah. Well, 
that concludes our talk on Happy Gilmore. And now, for next week's movie, Ben has it for us, and he's going to give us a couple hints, and we're going to try to figure it out. It's time to play the coming attractions game. All right, so I got three hints for you, and we'll go one at a time. All right. So the first hint is this movie came out in 1993, and it's a combination of two genres of movies that peaked in popularity in the 90s. Okay. All right. All right. Do you have more? Yep. The Sega Game Gear plays a prominent role in this film's plot. Um. Oh, oh man. I was a Nintendo kid. I'm still a Nintendo kid. Uh, you said a video game thing, and I was like, it's the wizard, but it's not the wizard. Uh, it's no. the opposite. This is an out there choice. I, I don't know if you guys have seen this one. Oh, man. Yeah. Ooh. I always game for that. Yeah, yeah. New stuff's always fun. Okay, here's the last one. The movie stars Leslie Nielsen, Rob Schneider, and the guy who played the character Kino in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Dracula Den Loving It is after 93, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, man. Um, What is this? What else? Uh, uh, Is this the one where he's like dressed as a nun on the poster, Leslie Nielsen? Nope. Oh, my God. I'm like racking my brain for Leslie Nielsen movies. <laughs> I think I still got nothing. Oh. Um, Connor, you're usually good at this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I knew Connor was good at this, so I intentionally went with a hard one. <laughs> that's that's great. Um, oh, my God. I can. I feel like I can see what it is, but I can't pinpoint it. Is it... Is it Spy Hard? It's not Spy Hard. Damn it. All right, I give up. <laughs> okay. It is Surf Ninjas. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's definitely so, something I've heard of, but yep. just it's just it's, like the I've word heard the name. <laughs> yeah, the yep. word is there. Yep. Surfing movies were huge in the 90s mm-hmm. after Point Break and you had the Ninjas movies with the three ninjas and the Ninja Turtles like this was this was that combination and you guys are in for a treat, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, let's see. Surf Ninjas is streaming where it looks like... Oh, it looks like someone put it all on YouTube. <laughs> for all you listeners looking to watch along. Yeah, for yeah. completely free. They put it up in 2018. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for that, Ben. Thank you for being on. Uh, Do you have anything you want to plug? Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, I Drink Your Podcast? So, yeah, I just wanted to plug my podcast, I Drink Your Podcast. It's myself and three of my co-hosts, Matt, Wesley, and Emily. Uh, Matt and Wesley and I are friends from high school, so we were friends for 20 years. Emily is a co-worker of mine. We're both teachers. And we just get together and we kind of talk about movies from 2007 because that was the year that Matt left us to go to Japan to join the Air Force. And we kind of just fell out of watching movies together. So we wanted to get back together and watch the movies from this year that was and is known as one of the better ones of this uh, century so far. Um, and and like Connor said, we do have a battle of twits in every episode where we just kind of do fun, creative types que- questions like a reboot, prequel, sequel to the movie or um, throw a character in. Connor was in on one of our episodes that we did of Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. Very funny. It was a very um, fun episode. Yeah. Yes. And uh, so uh, find us anywhere that you download your podcast from. Um, 
We're also on Twitter. I drink our IDYP underscore podcast, Instagram, Facebook. I drink your podcast at gmail.com and uh, look out for our Christmas special, which comes out the week of Christmas, which will be out by now for you all listening. Um, it's just kind of us sitting down and talking about trying to make a list of the top 12 Christmas movies for us as a group. And we get a little cutthroat and there's <laughs> friendships are tested in this one. So I'll love be to on the lookout for that. Excellent. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> All right. And as always, you can find us on uh, any social media platform at No Highway Pod and on YouTube and stuff. And you can email us, nohighwaypod at gmail.com. If you say we again for this, I'm going to reach in and slap you somehow. Ah, so uh, as you know, you followed us this far. Uh, you know, Connor and I, we, uh, not we, me. I'll say it again. We uh, no. are desperately in search of something. You know that something is a recipe. Um, we are really trying to get in contact with the old owners of the Rafters Bar and Grill in Amherst, Massachusetts. Uh, the restaurant has since closed, but not from our hearts. Um, if my heart if was anyone... never open to it, I've never been to Amherst, Massachusetts. Uh, if anyone can get us in touch with uh, the old owners, we are we are desperately trying to recreate the uh, Yukon Gold Chicken Wing Sauce. We're just looking for that recipe. Give us a call. Yeah, you can call us on our Highway Patrol tip line. Uh, that's 301-941-7493 or 301-941-SIZE. Uh, it doesn't have to be chicken related. You can call uh, if you see any of our movies in an episode and be like, I want to defend that movie. Then you can leave a message about that. If you want to try and claim a movie for a future episode, it's not guaranteed this time, but... <laughs> You can do that. Uh, just if you want to say anything, if you want to shout out a guest, we'll play your message on the air. And of course, as always, thank you so much to Ian C. Weber for uh, composing our theme song. Luke, what does the C stand for this week? Cornbread. Cornbread. You can follow the link in our description, in our show description, for to find all of Ian Cornbread Weber's neat stuff. All right. I Anything think that's else? all of it, yeah? All right, cool. Do you want to do the sign-off? Uh, the For No Highway option. I've been Luke. And I've been Connor. And I'm Ben. And these have been all of our opinions. Uh, and if you didn't like them, too bad. It's our way. No, no Highway, highway Option. option. The theme music for No Highway Option was created by Ian C. Weber. To hear more of Ian's music and see some of his videos and stuff, follow the new link in our show description. No Highway Option was co-created and co-hosted by Connor J. Burke and Luke Smith and produced by Connor.